Welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Derek. I'm your host, Dominic. We're very excited about episode 80s. We welcome Mike Welch, who is the tournament director of the 3M Open. This is a special episode for us as the 3M Open is the PGA Tour event held in our own backyard, which is in the fine state of Minnesota. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us on the podcast. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Derek. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, it's it's been a long winter, as you as you know. Um, and so obviously with the sun shining, it's starting to warm up a little bit. I'd imagine that uh, you're getting pretty excited as the 3M Open is is kind of heading. Uh, it's going to be in July, of course. Um, so like what what um, what are your thoughts right now as, as we're hoping that the the warm weather is continuing to go? <laughs> it's coming. I mean, let's be honest. It's coming. It doesn't seem like it sometimes, you guys, but it's coming. You know, we yeah. got 94 days until 3M Open. Uh, and while that seems like a long ways away, it is, it's not, it is be here before you know it. TPC twin cities just opened up on Sunday. So it's been open for three days now. It's nice to see golfers out there. Our offices are right out the 14th green. So we get a little bit of a, the vibe of, of everybody being there. Um, I think courses are sporadically opening up around the Metro, right? So, you know, uh, we're just excited. I mean, this is our, this is our fifth edition of the three M open, you know, technically four, if you count that, if you don't count the COVID year, because we couldn't obviously have any fans during, during 2020, but you know, fifth edition, we're excited. We think it's growing, getting better every single year and we're excited to do it again. So with your offices being right on the course, do you get FOMO watching people go out there every day? (laughs) Um, uh, now, yes. In April and May, totally in June and July, honestly, guys, like, I don't even know what day it is. So like, it doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. Um, and, th- and then once the tournament happens, you know, we utilize that course quite a bit, August, September, October for a lot of our renewal conversations with corporate partners. So everybody says like, you must golf a lot. And I'm like, up until July 24th, I hardly golf, but after sure. July 30th, I'm golfing as much as I can. So, um, yeah, FOMO now. Cause it's, I mean, like, what are these guys and gals doing? Do they have jobs or like they just take days off? Uh, yeah, totally. What's going on there? Right. Yeah. I'm in like a big, well, you're in it too, but generally use it. We're in like a big discord group with like, um, another company where uh, we work with for like simulators and stuff. And they're like, Hey, who can get out today? And I'm like, I'm at work. Like, <laughs> like, do you guys not have jobs during the day? And if you do, how do I get your job? Right, right. I, I think people start. So again, like this is kind of a special time for us Minnesotans, right? We have the weather is starting to warm up, so everyone and everybody wants to get on the golf course. So they're packed. And then we have playoff hockey right now. The Timberwolves playoff basketball. The Twins are starting. So we have a lot. Us Minnesotans have a lot to look forward to right now, um, and we just need that warm weather to really come come sooner than later, right? right. Agree, man. I mean, this, you know, this is why we live here, right? Uh, From April through October, this is why we put up with November through March because sports are starting, the lakes are unfreezing, golf is starting. Like, honestly, and I think you guys might agree. I mean, there's no better place to be for these six months. The other six, you know, it's up for debate. Right. We, we, we always say like there's, it's, Minnesota's two seasons. It's it's winter and then it's construction season, right? And it's kind of yeah, that yeah. <laughs> road work. Road work, exactly. But um, no, to, just to transition, we we do have a lot of three M open questions for you. But I'd like to just take a few minutes and just kind of learn a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So this is my uh, fourth year as the tournament director. Uh, I came over after the 2009 edition uh, that Matthew Wolf won, if you remember who that guy is. Um, And so, you know, he, you know, so I came in after spending 13 seasons with the Minnesota Timberwolves and Minnesota Lynx. 
Uh, my last role there was the vice president of corporate partnerships. So we handled all the advertising for both organizations. Um, a lot of the on-court activation signage when you go to a Timberwolves or a Lynx game. And and so Hollis Kavner, I'm sure you guys know him. He's uh, an icon around these parts and started the 3M Championship many, many years ago, was looking for a tournament director more from the revenue and marketing mindset. And it fit very well with my skill set. I've always been a lover of golf. I didn't really start playing the game very actively until I got done with college. I played college baseball at Winona State, which is a D2 school a couple hours south of here. And after I got done with that, you know, the baseball and the golf swing doesn't really jive very well together. Um, And so once I was finished with baseball, I was like, this golf is kind of cool. And, you know, you don't put your body through a lot of stuff. So I really fell in love with the game. Uh, I've, I've always been in business and in sales. And for those that, you know, are in that industry, they know how effective golf is for closing business. I've always said that, you know, golf is the great equalizer. You can learn more about somebody in four hours in a golf cart than you can, you know, even working with them because you get to see both the good and bad of, of that man or that woman. Um, and so I fell in love with the game and, and, you know, it led me to the 3M open. And so, you know, we have 11 people on staff, uh, at the, 3M Open. We work for a company called ProLink Sports. We operate six PGA Tour tournaments, three on the PGA Tour. So in addition to the 3M Open, we also operate the Wells Fargo Championship, which is next week. Uh, and then also the Valspar Championship, which is uh, in Tampa at Innisbrook that was just held a couple months ago. And then we uh, run three on PGA Tour champions as well. And so we're one of the largest golf tournament operators that there is on the PGA tour. Uh, and so there's just a wealth of knowledge between all of our uh, folks in all of our different cities. And so the 11 of us focus solely on the three and open, but we also help out at the other tournaments. And so it's a phenomenal group of people. They're extremely fun to work with. Uh, they're great at their craft. Um, you know, and I'm just, I, I just personally feel super blessed to be in the position and, and having a ton of fun, you guys. That's fantastic. I, I had no idea that that's how that worked. I mean, me and Don, we planned our first uh, scramble event last summer and realized how much goes into a scramble event. So Man. I can only imagine, <laughs> you know, planning a PGA tour event or multiple events. Well, so that's even, fantastic. Even what we're doing now where it's bigger and out of state and we're just like, what are we forgetting? You know? Yeah. There's right. always some sort of component that we might be missing. And so that's very cool. And that was kind of one of our like questions that we kind of wanted to pick your brain on just all the different facets that go into it. Um, I know, so it, the, the three M open, the 2023 three M open starts July 4th or July 24th through the 30th, um, which happens to be the, I believe the second to last tournament um, leading up to the FedEx open uh, playoff. So does that, is that something that changes the things uh, changes the field up a little bit for you guys? Big time this year, there. I mean, and, and if you follow the PGA tour, which I know you guys do, you know, this is a really big year for our tournament and the Wyndham championship, which follows our tournament. Um, They've whittled down the FedEx cup playoffs from the top 125 to the top 70. So in years past, you know, if you were a golfer, uh, 110, you know, you felt pretty safe that you were going to get into the playoffs. Um, If you were golfer 70, you weren't playing one of these last two tournaments because you knew you were squarely in right for the FedEx cup playoffs. Now, if you're in position 55, or higher than that, you don't really know. 
And as you guys know, you look at the FedEx Cup standings, there's some darn good players from 55 to 120. So we just organically think our field's going to be much better because of just that mm -hmm. subtle change, right? So now we're also the second to last tournament um, where we follow the British Open, excuse me, the Open Championship, then us, and then the Wyndham Championship, and then it goes to the FedEx Cup playoffs. So we're really excited about what our field's potentially going to look like because we know that there's just some players that are not going to have good years and they're going to get around to our tournament and they're going to be 70 to 80th in FedEx Cup points. And, you know, they don't want to miss out on that opportunity to uh, get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. So they're going to need to play. So we're excited about what that's going to look like. And then, you know, as you probably well know, all the changes that Commissioner Monaghan and the PGA Tour folks have made for next year with the elevated events having yep. the need to be in the top 50. Well, that starts this year. So that top 50 will be determined this year um, for next year, your eligibility to get into those elevated events. So now you need to be in the top 50. And so it's just going to be fascinating to see how our field shapes up. What I can tell you just specifically to the field and just how it's happening for PGA Tour tournaments already this year is these players are not committing until like two, three weeks prior to the tournament in years past. And in, in my four years, some of these guys are committing six months in advance, five months in advance. And that's no longer happening. It's going to be okay. But from a marketing standpoint, we like to market who's coming to our tournament well in advance. We can get people excited. That's probably not going to happen this year. And why you'll see the majority of our marketing talking about the experience and then the give back to charity, which of course is so big for not only the three open, but for all the PGA tour tournaments. Um, kind of to piggyback off that, because you kind of answered that question, but how long does it usually take um, for you to find out like the full list of players that are playing? I know you just mentioned like some people aren't going to commit, but it, I mean, majority, would you say it's it's few months in advance or is it is it going to be like you said, most of it's going to be within a few weeks? Two or three, we two or three weeks. And then, of course, you know, our field is not set until Friday at five o'clock before the tournament. Uh, and I've heard some stories from tournament directors leading up and, you know, here in 2023 where they're sitting there sweating at 453 because they thought Justin Thomas was going to commit. And he's not on that commit list yet. And then at 455, you know, he's committed. Now that's not a real life example, but right. Sort of sure. like that. And so, you know, that's, um, you know, if you have Justin Thomas in your field, again, using him as an example, you want to market Justin Thomas, right? And so I think, sure. you know, we're trying to just get these folks committed. But um, I'm sure you guys, did you guys watch Full Swing on Netflix? I did. I, that was right. actually going to be my, yeah. my next yeah. question, actually, yeah. for you. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, like, you can see that, you know, these these guys are just regular dudes like me and you. and But, but they just happen to be really dang good at the game of golf. And yeah. sometimes they just don't know when they're going to play because, you know, they might want to go on vacation with their wife or their friends. And so I think that it's um, it, it, frustrating is not the right word. I, 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 we totally understand it. They're independent contractors. You know, they're not part of a team. They're part of a PJ tour, you know, association, but they have the right to make and set their own schedule. And that's why we saw, you know, 12 to 16 months ago, a number of folks defect because they didn't want to play as much and they wanted to the the flexibility to just kind of do what they wanted to. So listen, I get it. You know, I mean, it's, uh, it, it is what it is. And we're going to continue to recruit uh, every single one of these guys from player number one in the world to player number 155 in the world to try to get them to commit to the three and open. That's cool. Oh. That's wild that you won't know the field until like mid July 
or at least not well, start knowing. Right. And especially you know? that, like you said, like in the advertising or marketing side, that's got to be a whole new transition for you guys. Cause that's, that's, I mean, the biggest part is once you kind of get some of those major golfers and that's what you're doing, you're posting that on social media. Yeah. Uh, so that's got to be a difficult task. I'd imagine. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I, that's crazy. We'll, we'll have, we'll have 156 guys committed to our tournament in yep. a couple of weeks, but, sure. but um, it's, you know, of the, I don't even know how many are eligible guys, let's just call it 300 are eligible. It's, it's 156 out of those 300. And then of course, you know, there's a, a pecking order, right? So if John Rahm and Rory McIlroy want to commit to the three open, they're going to knock out 155 and 156 in our field. Right. Yeah, so, that makes sense. you know, uh, that that's, a, we'll, we'll know our field, but Dom, it's um, respectfully not the field of 156 right now that we want on July 23rd. Sure. Our, 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 our tournament planning is more or less just making sure everyone shows up and the weather holds out, <laughs> yep. you know, like, well, hey, closed, yeah, yeah I was going to say we, we, so our tournament was held on June, June 11th last year and it was, it poured June 10th, the, the whole, the whole day. And then all of a sudden, like right before um, the tournament started, I mean, it, it was probably one of the most beautiful day so it worked out perfectly but that is awesome. one of those factors though that you're just like yeah you weren't in the car with me but i was with the tour pro and where make sure which is where they're supposed to be and he goes yeah i thought i'd sleep in today we're <laughs> looking at the weather and i was like well I'm glad you're here yeah it worked yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we got it yeah. to work so that was good um so my next question was gonna was gonna i was gonna ask you if you did watch the uh, full swing the documentary um i thought it was very cool that we watched tony finau that the whole, kind of the whole episode about T- Tony Fino, it just seems like that family man's got multiple kids. Um, and obviously he was the 2022 champion at the three M open. So um, what, what were your thoughts on the full swing documentary? And I mean, Tony Fino in general seems probably like one of the most humble and nice human beings you probably could ever meet. He seems like yeah, one, I mean, of best, one of the best people to represent a champion for the three M open, for especially sure. in Minnesota. With all the yep. Minnesota nice stuff and everything, I feel like Tony's probably one of the best winners we could have had. Yeah, very well said and couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I, I would say that, um, uh, yeah, of course I watched Full Swing. I mean, goodness. I mean, I, I basically was waiting for that thing to drop and then I had like three episodes knocked out. You know, I knew that Tony was episode six. Um, I did skip ahead to episode six just to watch that one first because then, as you guys know, it really wasn't in chronological order, so it didn't really matter. Um, you know, I think why we are so excited and everybody who is in the golf industry was so excited for full swing is because we saw what it did for F1 racing. You know, I don't know the first thing about F1 racing, right? And But you get to know these guys and gals and their families um, intimately because of what Netflix does just an unbelievable job of. And so I, I knew, and, and, you know, we had talked to the show's creator quite a bit. We had him on a zoom call with a lot of our sponsors a few days prior to the release. And he kind of gave us a little bit of inside baseball. And he's like, people are going to be blown away by the personalities of these guys that are just so stoic on the course. or don't seem like they have a personality. So Joel Damon, right? I mean, we got a glimpse of what Joel Damon was like at WM Phoenix open when him and Harry Higgs took off his shirt, right. And, and chugged the beers. So we knew that he was a little bit like that, but to, to see how, um, self-depreciating he was which us as regular golfers can totally relate to because we think we're crap every single time we go on the golf course and so does joel damon 
but he's yeah. the 70th ranked player in the world or whatever he was and made like four point something million dollars last year. So he, it's just, it's so relatable and that's really cool to see. And so for us, you know, one of the things we're trying to do in the world of golf is just get a younger, more diverse fan, right? I think for years prior to COVID golf was known as respectfully an old white man sport, right? And mm-hmm. and now since COVID we're seeing an explosion of women playing the game. We're seeing exposure, explosion of, of, uh, BIPOC, you know, gol- golfers, right? I mean, especially on the African-American, uh, demo, we're seeing a lot of that. And you're seeing folks like Roger Steele who came out to the three M open last year and the vibes golf club, all those guys that used to play football at the, uh, university of Wisconsin, uh, that are now forming this golf club. We had them all the three M open last year. You know, we got them involved in our golf for all day and that's been really cool to see. And so I think what that does when full swing is released, it brings in, um, my wife's not a good example because she's into it because I work for it. But like, you know, the regular Joe and Sally who just love Netflix and are scrolling through the shows and like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Let's check that out. Now they might love the game and we're hoping that they're going to buy tickets to the three open this year. So we're just super excited about what that did for the game of golf. Obviously, the players that were involved in it are really excited. You probably saw all the metrics, all of them like 2x or 3x their social media following so of course they love that and trying to get the uh the pip right the pip the the bonus right yeah Yeah, the bonus (laughs) yeah you know i I come from the nba and the nba does social media better than any other league by far right i mean at one point steph curry had more social media followers than the nfl mlb and nhl combined this was probably nine years ago. Right. And obviously that's changed now, but the NBA does an incredible job on social media and golf's getting there. I mean, still has a long way to go, but golf's getting there. And so what that does for a tournament, like a three M open is it just opens up the possibilities for more fans. We always talk about, you know, we want the golf curious fan. We want the person that goes to top golf that is intrigued by golf. Doesn't really necessarily love it, but thinks of golf and thinks of a good time. We want that translate to come into the three M open. So all those things, when a show like, full swing comes out really helps us and resonates with us. The the only thing that I don't like about the full swing is now I have to wait for the next series to, to, to come out. Cause the same thing, my wife is not like yeah. a, a huge golf fan by any means, but this, but you know, again, we're watching Netflix we're like, Oh, th- this looks really interesting. And I obviously knew it was coming out. So I was like, let's just watch it in the same, you know, she starts kind of after like the second or third episode, like, who's that? And it's like, you start to like, get invested and that's kind of the whole point of this documentary right and you get to see some of the things that obviously that we we just you know when we're watching it on tv we don't really get to see actually what they kind of go through going back to joel joel damon like that i'm sure he gained so many more fans just knowing that it's so relatable that yes he's on a whole nother level as far as a competitor and a golfer than most of us but he still goes through the same type of thing well i was was trying to do this (laughs) (laughs) this guy (laughs) but my, my point is is that like we can relate to that even though he's leaps and bounds way ahead of us so I, my favorite part was seeing him think he missed the cut yeah he's drinking with lunch and i'm like my guy and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like oh i gotta go back out and i'm just like and then he still yeah he makes it it was just that's unreal athleticism from a guy who wears a bucket hat i love it <laughs> i can say that because i wear a bucket hat oh nice um, yeah i have so I was a volunteer the last two years. I was on the um, hospitality. No, not hospital. I was like checking tickets. Okay, cool. I don't remember what committee it was. I feel bad because I love those guys. Um, 
And I had the big bucket hat because they put me a VIP and there's no shade of VIP. No. So I'm sitting there. I'm the, I'm the kid of the big, <laughs> big 3M open hat and everything. And that's how I met Roger Steele. And yeah, he's awesome. Oh, you he met Roger? Thanks for yeah. So oh, we've cool. actually reached out to Roger in the past to come on. Yep. Okay. And it's just nothing's lined up yet. But I'm, I, they gave me, they're like, hey, you're young. I was like, I am young. Thank you. Um, they gave me this list of names to give people their like badges for. It was like during the pro-am. And I, I, re- I recognized Roger right away because I follow him. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'm not supposed to talk to you, but like I'm with Safe Party. He goes, oh, yeah, I know you guys. And I was like, yeah, you know, just, you know, I'm a big fan of you. Thanks for growing the game, blah, blah, blah. Here's your pass. You know, have a great round. We just had a short little conversation. So we're hoping that kind of materializes into something. Um, yeah, he's a world-class traveler and golf guy, yeah. so he's always moving. I know we'll touch on it later for your favorite moment, but my favorite moment actually at the 3M was how Rudolph came through the line and they had me give him something. And I was like, I know you. And I look up at him. I'm like, shit, you're big. <laughs> and he kind of looks at me and just laughs. And he goes, I know. And I was like, good. Cause you're huge. Hopefully we'll call him back. I know he's obviously not on the bike. Oh, he's, he wasn't he's on the bike. I just, no, he wasn't. I just, yeah, I just talked to Kyle a couple of days ago. He's going to be back and he'll, okay. he'll be a part of dream open in a big way. But isn't it amazing how big Kyle is? Like, I still can't get over how big of a human that dude is. I've watched him on TV and everything. And then like you see him on the sidelines, I see the other guys, you're like, oh, he looks like a normal size guy. And then you see him, he had a polo on. I'm just like, oh my God. (laughs) I verbally said it. He just kind of laughed at me and he was like, yeah. I'm like, dude, what do they feed you? Yep. He's amazing. He's a great dude. Super nice guy. Um, so what are some of like your favorite things about the 3M open golf tournament right now? Oh man, Jeez. that's a that's a loaded question. That's I mean, a loaded question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, well, first and foremost, you know, and this, I don't know if this is going to be corny or what have you, but I think what people just need to realize is, you know, we donate anywhere from one point two to one point five million to about twenty charities in the Twin Cities region. That's the backbone of what the PGA Tour and its tournaments do right the pga tour and its tournaments have have given over 3.5 billion dollars since the inception of the tour that's more than the nba nhl nfl and mlb combined in the other four leagues because that's what that's what the model is you know it's most of these tournaments all the tournaments excuse me are nonprofits. so for us we raise you know money through the sale of corporate revenues all the hospitality all the pro-ams all the signage everything you see right we pay off the operating expenses of the tournament and then hopefully there's about 1.5 million dollars of profit that's left that goes into charity so we're net zero at the end of this and then we started all over the year for next year right and that's how all these tournaments go so if you go to wm phoenix open who's been doing this for 89 years and it's super successful and it's the greatest show on turf right they don't give 1.5 million, they give 13.7 million to local charities. And so that model is just unheard of. And so, you know, we just had an event last week, Wednesday at M Health Fairview. They opened up a new community health and wellness hub where uh, if you're suffering from mental health issues or you literally can't feed your family, uh, this area, this center is there for you for the St. Paul community where you can go and get help if you need it from a mental health perspective. If you need food, you can go get food um, because there's boxes that are already packed full of food and, and groceries and just, you know, household needs. Uh, and part of the money that we give to ML Fairview Foundation every year goes towards this community health and wellness hub. So we're there and we're packing boxes and we see the people come up and that's real. That's tangible. That's what 
you know, why we plan 358 days of the year for these seven days of the tournament so that the output goes to these communities in need. And, you know, so that, that by far is the, is my most favorite thing of the tournament, because that's just one of 50 stories where every year we're doing something new for these charities. Um, 3M, our title partner, it's, it's the main reason why they're the title partner because they can, you know, have such an impact on so many of these great organizations, so that I think first and foremost, guys, that's 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 one of the best things of our job. You know, mm-hmm. the second part is I would just say, and this goes back to what kind of we opened the show with was, you know, we have six months out of the year, hopefully sometimes more, where we can just do something, right? And we're just anxious to do something in those six months. And, you know, our event is fun. Like it's fun to plan. It's fun to be at, you know, Dom, thanks again for volunteering. Like it's fun to volunteer at. We depend on 1,550 volunteers to put our event on. If we don't get that 1,550 volunteers, we struggle. Right. And, and so like, it's, it's for the community. It's a volunteering event. It's a lot of fun. It's outside in the Minnesota summer. Yes, I know that all four years this year since we've done this have been like 93 degrees and humid. I can't promise 75 in a cool breeze all four days this year. But like you'll never hear me complain about a Minnesota summer because of kind of what we just endured for the last six months. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just love going um, you know, outside in the mornings when the sun's rising and, and the TPC superintendent and his crew are, are rolling the greens on, you know, Thursday of day one and the T-ball first T-ball is going to be hit at six fifty-two, And it's like five 30, like there's something really, um, magical about that. Right. Especially if you love the game of golf. Um, and then we just know in about three, four hours later, there's going to be 10 to 15,000 people on our grounds enjoying, you know, the only PGA tour tournament in Minnesota and really the upper Midwest. And so that's really cool. So I would say, you know, if I had to pick two, those are probably the two things that we love the most about the three open. So I don't know if you've ever like listened to any of our other episodes. I'm not a morning person like at all like i stayed out too late last night and then i had a meeting at 8 a.m this morning and i had set an alarm for six and i was like do i really need this and i was like i do um so for me to volunteer i'm really into the 3m open like i everyone's like why do you volunteer if you don't like mornings i'm like it is one of the most like fulfilling things to see people that excited about golf at 8 a.m or whatever the gates open whatever time Yeah, yeah. I think that is the most fulfilling thing. And just having people just sing the joy, especially on like little like children's faces who are like, man, I want to go see DJ for a little bit or man, I want to go see Tony for a little bit. Like, I think that is one of the coolest things to experience as a volunteer. Um, other than like randomly running into like Kyle Rudolph and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's hard to really put into words because it is so like it's fulfilling it's so much fun though i mean the crew i was on was super fun i was always entertained to talk to everybody because everybody i mean they're volunteers from all over there's um a lady who was checking tickets with me and she and her husband traveled the country doing the events or volunteering yeah so she's from like louisiana but she's gone to a bunch of different of the the events and volunteers that's what her she and her husband do sure and it's, I don't that's know, awesome. it's Actually, like one really of the cool. coolest things I've ever been a part of. So I've done it two years. I was going to do it this year, but just with our tournaments and then stuff we have planned, it's not going to quite work out for me to volunteer mm-hmm. for a week. 
but I'm really like, I'm ex- it's exciting. Like, I love it. So I think for me, if you're listening and you're in Minnesota or you're interested in volunteering, the 3M is a great way to start. Um, you get like a shirt and everything with it, hat, like you get a goodie bag, which is super cool. But it's it's worth it. Like it's so much fun. Well, volunteering in general, just giving back. You know, you're you're donating yeah. your time. I think that's that's important. I never felt like it was like, oh, you're donating your time. It's like I genuinely had fun because you can kind of right. roam around after. And, For sure. Yeah. Well, it's, and, and it's, like, it's a great deal. I mean, like when you know you pay eighty dollars, right, to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Which some people are like, wait a minute, I'm paying the volunteer. But to your point, Tom, you get a hat, you get a polo, you get a three quarter zip. But then what I think the best part is, you know, the three shifts that you volunteer, right? It's usually three shifts, four to six Mm -hmm. hours. The other four days, and even after or before your shift, you get a free ticket. So like if you love it and you love golf, like you're in free, right? So you work your four to six hours and then you're there for the rest of the day. So, yeah, I think what we're just trying to do is just spread that word around again. You know, a portion of your $80 is actually going to that 1.5 million that gets donated. So, you know, whether you care about the tax write-off or you just care about philanthropy and doing good, that's something that's really cool about volunteering as well. I love that. Um, kind of like piggybacking off that as well. Minnesota nice, right? It's a saying that gets kind of tossed around a lot for, for us Minnesotans. Um, we uh, had the pleasure of having uh, uh, Josh Mayer on the podcast who was out doing some interviews, social media content for last year's 3M Open tournament. Um, and I had asked him a question on the podcast um, in regarding of like to Minnesota and 3M Open, like what stuck out the most? And he said that just the the amount of people that were so incredibly nice Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's not just at the tournament, it, you know, it was the volunteers at the tournament, just the, the whole hospitality thing was fantastic, but it was even the experience outside. He was talking about how he went to home Depot and it was like the lady literally like walked him through the whole store. And he's like, he just <laughs> never really experienced that. And I, and I think that's kind of what the three M open is kind of all about. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, it's funny. I'm going to be with Josh in a couple of weeks and his wife, I'm going down to Dallas for the AT&T Byron Nelson and Josh oh, cool. and his wife are going to come with me to the uh, PGA tour wives gala. Cause it's going to oh, be held cool. in Frisco. Josh resides down in the Dallas area. And I think that we'll have him back this year at the Dream open. I mean, you talk about a dude that's self-made, right? I mean, 1.6 million TikTok followers just what? because he does really cool stuff with golf clubs. Like what a world we live in. I love it, man. He's a Same. great dude. I'd love really to is. meet Josh like in person. Like the pod was super fun with them. Yeah, we. Had a I still time. remember we were kind of waiting for him to get on. And we're just chatting, and then he pops on. And he just goes, "Hey guys, what's up?" Just like, just like we've known each other for like ten years. It's not like we're best friends. Yeah, yeah. like I, if I'd love to meet Josh in person. That'd be so cool. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about some of the events or the exhibits that you guys have for the twenty twenty three uh, three Open? Yeah, I think we're gonna have uh, certainly some new things because as an event, you need to reinvent yourself every year. Um, back to, you know, how we are really just focused on getting that golf curious or event seeker, non-core golf fans of the 3M Open. You know, I think one of the things we talked about last year, you know, is how can we create this vibe? Uh, when I took this job, everybody said, how can we become the waste management Phoenix Open of the North? So I went to the WM Phoenix Open in 2021 and I came back and I said, we're not going to be the WM uh, Phoenix Open of the North. It just ain't gonna happen. There's gonna only happen. one of those. Yeah. And and uh, first of all, I, you know, like it it takes a long time to get to be that. It's only been that way for 14 years or so, right? Yeah. 
but we can take bits and yeah, we can take bits and pieces of that. So, you know, we're going to try to create a little bit of a vibe on the 18th hole this year. If you're familiar with TPC Twin Cities and how we set up our 18th hole around the water, we got all of our hospitality around the water. But on the right side of the water, um, uh, if you are Gary Woodland or Matthew Wolf, that's where you hit your drive because you go way right. Um, yep. We're going to put uh, a party deck over there this year. And Stilly, uh-huh. if you've had a, if you've had a Stilly uh, yet, uh, based out of Stillwater, um, they're going to be the sponsor of it. And so we're going to have the Stilly party deck. And so uh, we're really trying to track that 21 to 35 year old uh, male and female. It's going to be all you can drink Stilly, all you can drink AB products, Pepsi products. Uh, we have a local uh, restaurant called Tipsy Steer here in Blaine that has amazing food. They got a food truck that they're going to be the food over there. Um, it's going to be an all-inclusive ticket you can drink, and there'll be some food for purchase. And we're just going to create a vibe. We're going to partner with iHeartMedia. Uh, we're going to have a DJ playing music from 12 to 5 every day on that party deck. Uh, we're going to have Kyle Rudolph there, Dom. We're going to have other celebrities and athletes um, do like one, two-hour rotations. We're going to have bags, cornhole, chippo. So we're just going to create a little bit of a vibe over there so that That's you know the golf is secondary, right? And so like how do we continuously get um, – the younger fan to the three open that go back and tell their friends like, yo, if you're not here, like you're missing out, you need to be back at the silly party deck next year. So that's one thing um, we're going to be doing new this year. And we're really excited about, we, we think that we can take that and replicate it in a few other areas like WM has done, like a few other tournaments has done. Um, and then this year, 3M uh, is, is blowing out their activation so if you remember the last two years they've had the big dome on the 18th hole there um and inside they've done some incredible things this year they're actually going to go away from the dome they're still going to have that same footprint over there but they're going to make their activations more golf centric and more uh science and and ar and vr specific so people are going to be blown away by what they're doing inside of there so you know, if you went in there respectfully the last couple of years, you probably spent 10 to 15 minutes in there because it was really cool. And you could see the 360 panel on the dome. Now you're going to go in there and there's going to be 10 to 12 activations. You know, they're going to have um, like a, a be the ball activation where you can manually move a golf ball with an iPad and steer it into a hole that I've done at, I did a president's cup and it's just wild. They're going to have um, this thing called putt view, which is AR you put on um uh, these uh, like an Oculus type thing, yeah, and yep. you can actually get down and read the green. Like you can look at this green, and they'll the grid will pop on for you and show you how you need to hit that putt. And I'm like, geez, can you use that in real golf, right? Mm-hmm. So That's they're gonna have I'm a ton of things. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're so gonna wonderful. they're gonna have a ton of things in the in their activation. That's gonna be super fun, uh, new for the fan. Um, and then you know we'll probably have some new food and beverage partners. Uh, again, just how do we reinvent ourselves year over year so that people just come back and say, Hey, 3M open is doing it again this year. They're making it, you know, where I have to circle this date on my calendar. Just, I can't just miss it every year. I love that. That sounds good. I think the 18th hole too is like perfect. Cause that is a very popular spot for the, uh, that's, yeah. with that water right there. I think that's mm-hmm. a, that's a prime spot. Well, so. in the past they've had, um, like that's usually where all the food trucks are, kind of in that shaded area. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. Big ass chairs. Yo, the big yep. chairs. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll be down there. Um, I love that spot. So <clears throat> there are obviously plenty of golfers and uh, um, people that come from all over the country, right? Um, my question to you is 
when 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 some of these golfers or players or fans, family members come to the 3M Open, are there any like places that you suggest or that you guys recommend as far as like restaurants or I know obviously you're not too far from the Minneapolis. I'm, I kind of I live in downtown Minneapolis, so it's not very yep. far, but I I lived in Ham Lake for a while, right near your guys' golf yeah, course. So for reference, I live in Andover. Yeah, so we're all kind of in that same area. But are there places yeah. that you suggest or recommend? Oh man, I mean. Uh, yes. Uh, like if you want to stay in the Blaine area, there's, there's actually Blaine. incredible independent, right? No, no, <laughs> see, this, we got, we got to get rid of this misconception that there's not great restaurants in the Blaine area. There are, there's some incredible independent restaurants in Blaine. Um, and there's, you know, a friend of the organization who owns four restaurants in the Blaine area and they're all amazing, you know? So whether it's bricks, whether it's, mm-hmm. uh, a blues roadhouse whether it's t-box i mean they have some amazing amazing restaurants um so there's plenty to do in the blaine area but you know i you know when i work downtown minneapolis um you know i what i miss most about not being down there is the food right and so like we have parlor burger up at the three m open you can't ever go wrong with parlor right no matter where you are if you're in st paul or minneapolis um you know I, i would just say that like what we're trying to do is just you know showcase the northern metro area. Um, you know, I think there's some really big things coming in this area over the next two to three years. There's this misconception that Blaine number one is so far away. But like if you lived in Minneapolis and you want to go to the Ryder Cup in Chaska at Hazeltine, it's longer to go there than it is to go to Blaine, right? So like yeah, big time. I just think I just think the North Metro gets a little bit of a a bad rap, you know, you know. Dom, you said Chipotle is the best restaurant in Blaine. Like we had to get what? rid of that, right? Like it's, that was it's, a lie. That's why I asked that question, right? So you could answer, you could answer I just for us. To throw out another answer because I mean, I used to work in Blaine, so like there's a Chipotle. Right? Like I'm not wrong. Like there is a Chipotle. There's a Chipotle. Yeah, there's no, there Chipotle. is. Yeah, there is. But but I agree though. No, I've had is. I've had a couple of those restaurants and they're all very good. Yeah, Bricks is yeah, good. Yeah, T-Box is good. good. Yep, yep. I mean, I, like so. You know, I think what you'll find is, you know, regardless if you want to be up in Blaine or whether you want to come from, you know, somewhere out of state or, you know, far reaches of Minnesota, you can go to Roseville, you can be in St. Louis Park, you can be in Golden Valley and still be 15 to 20 minutes away, right? And so, um, you know, I think, you know, our our goal is at some point to bring music and a concert back, like back in 2019, um, since covid those types of things have just gone through the roof from a cost perspective. And as a new mm-hmm. tournament, we're still just trying to get, you know, our feet on us and making sure that we can put on a very uh, profitable event that gives back to the community at the end of the year. So all those things are coming back. Um, we just need to get out of this, you know, this era. I mean, we, we really haven't, this is a, I, what I call this, this is our first normal second year. We had 2019, then COVID happened. Then after COVID was, if you remember, it was the Olympics and we had to, we basically lost everybody to the Olympics. Right. And then that live golf tour thing happened last year. So like, it's like, we it's finally bad. feel like this is a normal, a normal year. And, um, you know, we're just excited about this year. Absolutely. Um, just we so we'll wrap it up here. Appreciate your time. We just got some rapid fire questions for you, real quick, and then cool. uh, we'll wrap it up here. So uh, the first one is: What is your favorite hole on the TPC Twin Cities Golf Course? Eighteen, not even close. Uh, Most balls favorite. in the water. <laughs> it's true on tour. Yeah. Fa- favorite restaurant? Like anywhere? Anywhere? Oh man. 
Uh, I know it probably depends on the day and the mood of food you're in, you know, what, you, what you're craving. Yeah. But we could do, yeah, would, we do favorite I'd restaurant say, anywhere and then favorite local place. Yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. Favorite, so favorite restaurant in Minnesota, probably Demi. And then, um, and then uh, favorite restaurant in Blaine and Bricks. I, I love Bricks. Bricks is good. We used to go there all the time when I lived, when I lived in Ham. Like, I love it. Place is fantastic. Great, great wings. Um, yep. What, what is your favorite golf event outside of the three M open? The masters. Okay. That kind of makes sense. You know, we thought long <laughs> and hard about that. And then I was like, ah, all right, Donald chance. Lackluster. Uh, holy smokes. <laughs> have you ever hit a hole in one? And if you haven't, what's the most memorable shot? I've not hit a hole in one close as I've been. It was like six inches. My most memorable shot uh, happened at hole nine of TPC Twin Cities. Quick story. So my dad came and played uh, two years ago. I'm from Milwaukee originally. He came up okay. from Milwaukee. And we golfed with, you may know this, uh, Governor Jesse Ventura is a member at TPC Twin Cities. And uh, yeah. as you know, he's a, obviously a huge wrestler. Wrestling started in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's the birthplace of wrestling. My dad was the hugest wrestling fan. So we're golfing at TPC Twin Cities and we get a scratch off. We get, we get a scratch of our foursome. And, and, and so there's an opening and Jesse Ventura joins our group. My dad literally is losing his mind. He can't believe it that <laughs> Jesse Ventura, the bodyguard is in our group. Hole nine. I got 150 yards for my second shot. Um, and, and by the way, all due respect, the governor doesn't care who's hitting, whose turn it is. He drives his cart. He's up at the, he's at the green. So he I'm just on takes my second off. shot. Just takes off. I, 150 yards, second shot. He's at the green waiting for me to hit so he can go putt. Hit a, hit a shot, like I can nine iron, draw it in. The one time I can draw it, two bounces in the cup for an eagle. And oh, wow. I mean, the governor puts his hands up and he's like, it's in, it's in. And my dad <laughs> like went and gave him a big body hug. He didn't even hit the shot. It was my shot. He just went to go attack Jesse. That's awesome. That's a great story. Um, so I actually have a favorite golf shot. You don't know this. You probably don't remember this. We were playing Como in, what is it, St. Paul? Oh, I remember that was when I shot a 76. Yeah, I know. I was, was there. We're not talking about that, though. Talk about my shot. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. If you remember, this is one of the last holes, and I've been hitting my five wood. Like, it's been bad all day. And you're like, here, stand like this, put your head like this. And I just piped it. Derek throws his arms up. He's like, why can't you always do that? <laughs> and to this day, I still can't do that again. But it was one of my favorite moments. Because Derek That's was proud awesome. of me. I was. I was I yeah, was, yeah. You need to get more, um, more pointers from Mr. 76 over here. Trust me, that's, that I was, do. That's that's a rare occurrence. He tells he tells everybody I'm the most coachable person he's ever met. He is. It, so trust oh. me, I get Derek's my coach unofficially because yeah. I don't pay him, and I'm not and I'm not very good. So I like said I'm, I'm pretty much in the 80s. I'm a ten handicap. Okay, so. Mister Seventy Six. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah right. Uh, f- favorite moment at the three M Open. Was that the one I was supposed to? Read? Yeah, that's okay though. Oh, I like that. You, you, that that was perfect. Well, okay. Um, you know, geez, this is, this is going to, this is off the grid because, you know, we've had four winners, right? Can you name our four champions, by the way, or no? Uh, Tony Fino, Cameron Champ, Matthew Wolf. Yep. And then don't, uh, it's an older, it was an older gentleman that won it. The the other guy and I'm drawing a blank. This is my, this is my favorite moment because the the gentleman, nobody, nobody remembers. And now to be fair, it was 2020. It was the COVID year. So there were no fans there. It was Michael Thompson. 
Michael Thompson, yeah. See, we were putting right. you on the spot on all these questions. You just, you just reversed it on us right there. I, mean, I flipped the script, four, right? right? I flipped it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, 304 is passing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a passing grade. I, hey, my son, if any of my sons get a 75%, they're in their room. Uh, no, so, so so Michael Thompson wins what a tournament. He's won one other time on tour seven years prior. And uh, he just breaks down and like, he can't believe how this has changed his life. He's got a card for the next two years. He calls his wife, uh, his, his son at the time was maybe like two or three and he's got him on speakerphone. And you could just see how life-changing that moment was for a guy that is in the top 1% of golfers in the world who's been grinding and finally broke through. And it was just such a powerful moment to be a part of. And honestly, he hasn't really done much since, right? And so it just shows to show you how hard this sport is and how good the tour is. I mean, like this this tour is is funneling in new talent year over year over year. And a great golfer like Michael Thompson is having a tough time still winning or breaking through because the talent is so damn good on tour. I love that answer. That's 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 fantastic. We call them rapid fire questions, but they're really not rapid fire, right? Yeah. It always has a yeah. good answer. But um, so we got two more questions for you. When you're not working, what type what type of activities activities do you guys like that you like to do? Or oh man, I'm yeah. I got four boys: uh, 17, 15, 13, and eleven. They all play baseball, oh, basketball, God. football. I coach them, and and many of them um, they golf for free time. You know, we we golf at TPC, uh, so my plate is full, man. But I wouldn't change it. Like before we know it, this is going to be gone. And you know, I got one that's already looking at colleges, and so um, there's a reason why I got bags under my eyes and all that stuff because we're having a oh, blast. We can't see but uh, it. Yeah. it is it is a uh, it's 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 the best job in the world, and um, you know, it's it's a ton of fun. So that's what I'm doing. I'm doing something with the fam. Full, full plate. I love it though. Like you said, it, it only lasts for so long, right? So you got to take advantage yeah. of those moments. So it's fantastic. You know, my dad told me to move out and take my tools. So <laughs> we were <laughs> total different. Yeah. We were working on my car and he goes, you know, you can move out and take your tools with you. And I was like, I know. <laughs> but have you seen the housing market? <laughs> Last question for you. How, you kind of already hinted on this before, but how often do you get out and play? I would say uh, this year in 2023, I'll play 25 rounds of golf. 25. Okay, that's pretty solid. And I lied to that's you. I said this last. Yeah, I said this last question, but we typically end our last question is a food-related question. Oh. So if it was your last meal, what would that food be? It could be a restaurant, or it could be any type of homemade meal. You could walk us through a whole day. It could be breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or it could just be one solid meal. What What would it be? Um. You know, I I just love steak, you guys. I'm a big steak guy. So I would just want um, the most unbelievable steak I've ever had. Um, and I, honestly, like, I don't even really need anything else with it. Um, so I would steak, say a steak. Man. Yeah, and I'm not even going to say, like, where, because I've had so many good steaks at different restaurants that, I, you know, I don't want to prefer one or the other. I just sure. want somebody to cook me an unbelievable steak. And maybe with a little peppercorn sauce um, and then an old-fashioned. There you go. You could do like one of those huge, like ridiculously big, like tomahawk steaks. There you go. Yes. Yes. You yeah. Know, how often you're going to do that? Yeah, exactly. You know, give me, give me, the, I'm probably outdating myself here, but give me the old 96er, right? From the great outdoors. If you remember that movie, John Candy. No, no I know. I'm no, old guy, I know. Sorry, I know but, who John Candy is, but it's a little bit yeah, past. Yeah, we won't yeah, say yeah. when I was born. <laughs> uh, that makes everybody feel old. Mike, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for taking the time and keep up all the great work. And uh, we look 
forward to seeing you out at the uh, the three M Open this yeah. year. Yeah, can't wait to see you guys out there, man. And thanks for just covering the sport and for all that you guys do in Minnesota. We love it. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. You take care. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, man.